This is a fresh agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work. Here is Christina Mendonca. Hi, everyone. Thanks for being here for a fresh agenda where we talk to innovators and entrepreneurs about how through the distractions of life do they get at their deepest work, stay creative and stay sharp. This week, we're talking about beer. A lot of Northern California communities are having beer weeks, including the city of Folsom. And I happened to be there doing a video story about uh, the upcoming beer week. And I ran into a guy named Eric Schmidt. Now, Eric has owned Brewmeister home brew shops around the Sacramento area for years. So he's been helping home brewers make great beer at home. But he had this vision for opening an industrial style brewery in the city of Folsom, which hadn't been done since the 1800s. There hasn't been an industrial style brewery there, which is amazing because there are about 250 breweries in Northern California. So he's gonna to talk to us about his vision for Red Bus, which he's gonna be opening next month, and how he got it done. Eric joins me now, and I'm looking around and seeing so much activity here. You are in the final few weeks of getting everything ready to open Red Bus Brewing Company, right? Hopefully in the final few weeks. That's what I'm thinking right now. Yes, um, we are. Okay, so this will be Folsom's first full-service brewery. What kind of hurdles did you have to jump? What did it take to, to get this done? I mean, it seems like Folsom has been a little bit behind other cities like Rancho Cordova or Loomis that already have working breweries that are open. I think it'll be Folsom's second production brewery ever. Um, the last one being Peter Yeager and the Folsom Brewing Company back in the eight, late 1800s, oh, wow. which I think is pretty neat. Um, so we'll be a production brewery without food, kind of your warehouse brewery is I think what a lot of people call them now. The city of Folsom, I think the reason we haven't had a brewery here has less to do with the city or politics or anything like that and more to do with the way the city's made up in terms of um, zoning and business and that kind of thing. We don't have a lot of industrial space in Folsom. And that's kind of the ideal place to put these breweries because first and foremost, they're manufacturing facilities. And so a big portion of the of the space is taken up by the plant to make the brewery. And it's, um, it's not really feasible to do that in commercial zones and retail zones because of the, the rent. So it was, I was kind of fortunate in that my homebrew shop already occupied space within this industrial area of Folsom. And whenever I would talk to the city about locations and spots where I thought it would be neat to do, they would always say, well, that's challenging. Why not do it back in that spot where your homebrew shop is? And eventually I relented and that's why we're here. Okay. So tell me about Red Bus. Where did the name come from? And um, you have that gorgeous Red Bus in the front and your tap room looks great with all the red in it. Tell me a little bit about the name. So I, I kind of stumbled on it, to be honest. Um, originally, I was looking at historic Folsom type names, um, uh, names around William Alexander Liedesdorf, um, Sutter, uh, his old Folsom. And between uh, trying to look at the trademarking issues and then just the kind of the feel of the brand, um, I, I just wanted to go to something that was a little more fun. I mean, beer is fun. And... Uh, in developing the brewery concept, uh, based on my location here, I was also thinking about creative ways to get people from Sutter Street and the parking garage up here. And I was looking at transportation vehicles, like just vans and stuff. And I stumbled across a couple of Volkswagen buses on Craigslist while I was doing that. And I've always been kind of a Volkswagen guy. My, my parents had Volkswagens and my dad had Porsches. And so I've always been into the kind of the German air-cooled cars. And so 
looking at it, I thought it was pretty neat. Um, I ended up buying one, still not thinking it would be related to the brewery anymore, or in a sense, be something the brewery was marketed around. But as I started playing with it and restoring it and this and that, and seeing the reaction I got from people driving around in it of all ages, um, I eventually settled on a bus theme and then Red Bus came around after some trademark work in terms of something and bus that would work together and be trademarkable. Okay, so now that you are in the um, the final few stages of getting this place open, tell me what kind of what kind of beer are you going to make? What kind of beer do you want to make? Is there a certain kind of beer in the Folsom or Sacramento area that's bigger than other types? I would say we're pretty well represented in this area with all types of beer. I mean, obviously the the IPA and hazy IPA thing has gotten to be huge around here as well as everywhere. In terms of the beers that we'll do, um, I've waited a long time to do this, so I. I have some thoughts about the beers that I like and my co-brewer, Nick Stevens. We're kind of European style, German lager fans. So we'll be heavily oriented that way, at least to start. But we'll also be doing beers that we know the public wants and demands. So um, we'll do the IPAs and the hazy IPAs and the, the hop forward beers. But we'll have probably eight to 10 beers on tap at all times. And uh, Unless one's super popular that people always want, um, we'll just be rotating the whole time and maybe have one or two that are on all the time. Tell us a little bit about your background. Where are you from and what's your background in brewing? I know that you have owned the home brew stores for many years. Talk to me a little bit about your past. Man, I've been all over the place. I, I'm, you know, these days I'd say I'm, I'm kind of the serial entrepreneur guy, but uh, I grew up in Cameron Park, um, graduated from Oak Ridge High School in the late 80s. And then um, after going to school in Chico, I took off on a, on a software high-tech career for a while and then um, got laid off in the early 2000s after being kind of a sales exec in software. And um, a buddy of mine, Andy Klein, who owns the Monk Cellar, and I were both homebrewers at the time, and he had gone through the, um, the American Brewers Guild with a bunch of other local brewers that, you know, that are brewers now here. And um, he was the one that kind of pushed me towards at least doing that. And the idea was when I graduated from the Brewers Guild, which was 02 or 03, that I would try and raise some money through family and friends and open a pub here in Folsom. But um, I met my wife and got married about the same time, and it just really didn't fit the plan. So um, the homebrew shops came about after selling homes for a while. And I mean, I've done all sorts of stuff. I probably have as many business cards as I have owned cars, and it's probably 30. That's fantastic. That's a great way to make contacts and have a whole variety of skills that will help you in in this business or whatever other business. Yeah, I mean, actually, the reason I brought the homebrew shop or the way I positioned it with my wife was, um, you know, I'll, I'll press more palms down there and it would lead to more home sales. And um, the homebrew shop, when I bought it here in Folsom, was tiny. I mean, it was just so small. And part of the reason I bought it was just to grow it so that I could have more products to brew with. And it just kind of took off along with the craft beer scene. And we've been really lucky. I mean, those shops have grown exponentially over the years and really of what allowed me to take on this, the brewery project itself. And what have you learned from all of those years in the, in the home brew business and brewing your own beer and visiting pubs, of course, what have you learned about what people want when it comes to a, a brewery or an environment to come to? These days, I think it's about choice and um, offering unique products. Um, the other thing I, I see from the homebrewers is always the strive to make their own products better. 
And I think with the with the growth we've seen in the microbrew market locally, there's a lot of breweries now. Not all of them are making great product. And so, you know, the thing it's taught me is, and why it's taken me so long to do this, is to make sure that I could build something that not only people would want to come to and enjoy in a spot here in Folsom, because I wouldn't look to do this anywhere else other than Folsom because of we don't really have anything else like it. But also, when I did it, I wanted to be able to make sure I was in a position to produce really high quality beer. You mentioned you wouldn't have done this any other place than than Folsom. You see, you look at places like Loomis that have several breweries that have opened up nearby. So people can do kind of pub tours and brewery tours, that sort of thing. Did you not want to be a part of a group doing that? Less, It's less about not wanting to be a part of the group, but more about opening something in an area where I already have an area that doesn't have a lot of competition. And, you know, having lived, grown up in Cameron Park and lived in Folsom for 20 years, um, it just made sense to do it here um, with the contacts and the network of people I have and also what I think is a demand for something like that this year. Um, we are starting to see, you know, with, with myself going in with Fort Rock over here, um, without a bounds coming in with their with their restaurant and, and barrel room here. You've, st- you've got Miraz Brewing in El Dorado Hills, and then you've got um, Solid Ground, which is just a terrific new brewery up in Diamond Springs. You're starting to see like a 50 corridor come around that hopefully will rival the 80 corridor over there with Loomis Basin and, and Auburn Ale House and Monk Cellar and those guys. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and all of you seem to know each other. I was just over at Heckle talking to Matt, and I'm hoping to get over to Samuel Horns and talk to those guys. But you all seem to know each other. Do you, do you talk a lot? Is there? Do you all get together for a beer at some point and talk about the business? I wish we had time to get together for a beer. But what's unique for me is, um, you know, it's a very high percentage of the guys that are brewing or own breweries in this area that were home brewers first. So a lot of these guys I knew when they were just getting started in their garages with plastic buckets making beer. So for me, it's been great. Um, and I've had a huge network of people to lean on and source equipment from, but the home brewing, um, industry is different than just about anything else I've ever been associated with in that you're out there kind of competing with each other, but I've never seen anything where, um, the advice and the, teamwork and the willingness to help each other is so great because it, it really is it's awesome i mean mike moraz i've known for years up in eldorado hills i mean i text him five times a week with questions and he's back to me within seconds and that, that goes for other guys too i mean it, it really is amazing and how do you see the tap houses kind of uh tapping into that i mean will will we see red bus products anywhere else in the city you will um to an extent and it's really not from a it's not from not wanting to distribute more but um we only we have a seven barrel system here which is um i'm starting to be concerned is a little small and so the last thing i want to do is run out of retail product here in the in the tasting room because i'm out feeding a big distribution network but um that being said we'll we'll have some strategic accounts um in Folsom and probably some surrounding areas that um, will help feed people back from a marketing perspective. And then if we grow in the future, then I could see more of a distribution kind of thing going there. But that, that's gotten really, really hard, the distribution part. Right. So this summer, if you can kind of close your eyes and think about the future, uh, what this summer is going to be like at Red Bus Brewing Company, what, what do you see? 
I could see running eight to 10 beers on tap all the time. Um, I could see having the you know, tasting room going with the air conditioner on because it does get hot around here. Um, I could see having food trucks on Friday nights, Saturday nights, and just kind of having that robust production brewery scene here in Folsom that, you know, you saw maybe at track seven when they first opened up down in Curtis park or the tilted mash or flatland down in Elk Grove. It's just something this city hasn't really ever seen. Has it taken a while for the city to get to that point? I mean, we, I was talking to someone actually from the city who said, now we're getting kind of a beer culture here. We have a lot of, you know, young guys that work at Intel that want to get off work and go out for a few beers. Who, who do you suspect your customers will be more that kind of twenties, late twenties, professional market families. Who do you see coming here? Yeah, I hope all of them, uh, you know, first and foremost, I'm hoping to tap into the residents here in Old Folsom because we're within walking distance. So, um, you know, families can drag their kids up here with them. Um, you can bring a dog with you. We'll have some seating in the warehouse. Um, the Intel group, which, you know, Intel dominates this town, um, has always been very supportive of the homebrewing shop. The, the engineer type guy or person is like the perfect homebrew candidate. They just really dig the technical aspects of it. And then the 20 to early 30s folks are the ones that are out really driving the beer scene right now. They're the ones demanding the different products and kind of pushing it in different directions. So I, I could see it being a pretty big mix of everybody. With everything you're doing, trying to uh, get Red Bus prepared and opened, are you having any opportunity to do any of the fun part of brewing beer anymore? Yeah, I am. I haven't been a real active home brewer in a long time. Um, you know, with the shops and doing the homebrewing classes for a long time. I just kind of got worn out. And um, so I spent most of my time these days just administering the stores and then to to start on the brewing project or the brewery project, I've really pushed that into the hands of some employees now. And so a lot of it's been planning. I mean, um, it, it's gone better than I thought. I'm getting more sleep than I thought I would. I, I joke with my, my wife that it's, you know, fourth grade basketball keeps me up at night more than it does, the brewery does. But We've been um, been fortunate through one of those connections with other brewers that um, I'm really good friends with Dave Cody up at Jack Russell. And um, this is his off season up there. So he's actually allowed us to go up and, and get a kickstart on the beer. So we've already got, we've got a Pilsner, a Bach, a Porter, and soon a, another, uh, like a Pale Ale or an IPA will be brewing this week. So when we open, um, we'll be able to have beers available to us that were brewed somewhere else, but brewed by us. So uh, yeah, that's been fun to do that again and get involved and actually, you know, mash in, scoop the grain out and, and actually smell and be a part of the brewing process. But I haven't had that in a long time. When you look around at, at, at your brewery, what is um, one area that you plan that is your particular favorite? Oh man, the tap room uh, for sure. I mean, to do this and it, it really, took me a long time to get to this point where I pull the trigger on this. It wasn't cheap. Um, my wife and I have funded the whole thing ourselves. I don't have any debt or investors, which was pretty scary. And, um, so, but what was important to me is that the place reflected me and what I was all about. And it's always been cars and beer. And so, uh, you know, but I can't be too heavy on the cars. What I didn't want to create, and my wife would be in my ear about this a lot, was you can't make your tasting room like sitting out in a garage. Okay. 
Um, your, your buddies would like that, but us gals may not like that. So I've tried to, to scale that back a little bit, but there are, there's a lot of Volkswagen and car theme stuff that'll be in the tasting room from the license plate light sconces to some underlying VW themes and this and that. But it, you know, it'll also be comfortable in a place where uh, both genders will want to hang out along with, uh, with their kids and that kind of stuff. So for me, it was important about doing something that reflected my interest to keep it interesting for me. Okay. Eric, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. And I know that you don't have an exact date. It's always this way with businesses, but sometime February-ish. Yeah, we'll, we'll be open in February. I'm pretty confident in that. Excellent. Thank you again. And that's Eric Schmid of the Brewmeister Stores and soon of Red Bus Brewing Company. Should be opening sometime in February. By the way, if you are looking for great places to drink beer, I mean, you don't have to really look that hard, but the San Francisco Chronicle put together this amazing ultimate NorCal brewing guide. If you just Google ultimate NorCal breweries, it'll pop right up. It's an interactive map and it shows about 230 to 250 breweries all over Northern California and also has suggested brew trails that you can you can go. You know, if you want a little outing and you want to hit several of them because they all have their own personality and they are all making amazing beer. So thanks for being here for a fresh agenda. If you have a comment, please do send it along to me. You can email me at christinamendonza2 at gmail.com. You can also reach me through my website, christinamendonza.com. And soon, hopefully, we'll be up on iTunes as well as being on SoundCloud and a couple of other services. So find me there as well under a fresh agenda. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. This is a fresh agenda. Bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work.